Blog Talk Radio. Hello and hello and welcome to the Health and Wellness Show where we're working to improve on your health and wellness. Today is July 22nd, 2015. It is a gorgeous, beautiful, almost just perfect day. In my neighborhood in New York, it is 76 degrees beautiful, pleasantly cool day. I am so grateful and thankful that the hot, heat-filled, steamy, muggy days are behind us. And hopefully we won't have too many more ahead, although I have to say I appreciate warmer weather. However, Talking about warm weather and hot days and summer days, make sure above all things we are taking care of our health and our wellness. And that's what the Health and Wellness Show is about. It's working on ways to improve our health and wellness. It is about making sure we're making healthy choices, developing healthy habits, and weighing our options and the alternatives. What can we do to improve? And so that we can live longer, healthier lives rather than longer lives where we're not living the long, healthy lives because people are living longer. However, many are sustaining through um, living with dependent on drugs or different types of methods in order to live uh, longer lives. But however, our goal is to try to make big changes starting off really small and working our way up. To, to the levels of, of maintaining a healthy life. So let's see what we're talking about today because we've been talking about some really good topics. You know, what's going on in the health and wellness world. We did a mixture the other day and then we started talking about uh, death and death of dignity and, you know, exploring that whole thing and just going through all of the ethical issues that comes along with this and, you know, we're just looking for topics that may be informative and help you to get you to think about certain things, some things you may have never thought of before or have even considered or have had different views on the subject matter, but now you're able to kind of give it a little bit more objective uh, look at it. So hopefully the husband on this show is bringing that to you. So let's start off by saying welcome. Welcome to those of you who are listening live. The Health and Wellness Show is here on Block Talk Radio. The number to call in is area code 657-383-0436. That's six comments or concerns as it relates to today's topic. Feel free to let me know and I will open up the lines and um, we'll discuss. Um, those of you listening in the chat room, uh, thank you, welcome. Wonderful to have you here with us. This is the Health and Wellness Show. Just want to make sure that we're keeping you abreast. Those of you listening on the archives, which is huge numbers of people that are listening on the archives, whether it's when you're sharing with your friends and your family and your social network contacts. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate all of you for putting in that um, effort to make sure that on the show, you have so many choices, and to choose us is quite an honor, and I'm really grateful for that, and I thank you for doing so. And of course, if you have any questions or comments, you can feel free to 
to contact me and leave us an email, send it to me, let us talk, and if there's any questions or any concerns that I'm unable to answer, we'll be able to direct you to someone who will be better suitable to assist you in your area of concern. Today's topic, we want to talk about blood pressure. And, you know, it's just what's up. Do you know what your blood pressure is? And in terms of just knowing what, what is up with your blood pressure, how is your blood pressure? Do you know your blood pressure levels? What is considered normal for you? You know, what do you know about the symptoms of having high blood pressure? What do you know about the dangers of having high blood pressure? What do you know about improving your health so that you can avoid some of the dangers of having an elevated blood pressure level? And of course, here on the Health and Wellness Show, we looked into all the different um, areas of interest and things that we think will be extremely important. So let's start off by talking about the blood pressure and knowing what it's about, you know, what does it mean when you see, first of all, you see blood pressure, people are talking about, oh, my pressure is high, I have to watch my blood pressure. You know, these are areas of concern for many people. A lot of people are living with blood pressure. We all have, you know, an area of our blood pressure. The point is not to get it too high or too low. So we have to find a balance, you know, the balance in knowing what our pressure level is really important. The standard is that you should have 120 over 80, which is the systolic is 120. That's the number at the top. And the diastolic, which is the lower number, should be 80. So it's 120 over 80. Now, doctors are thinking, even if you can get it lower than that, maybe 115 over 70 or so, or 60, they'll be fine with that. You know, a lot of times, you look at the things that are going on in terms of our blood pressure levels. Excuse me. <coughs> a lot of uh, people uh, are unaware of their, their blood pressure and are trying to figure out how they can best um, manage and maintain their blood pressure. It's pretty easy, you know, when you find out there are certain simple things that we can do, and we'll discuss that in a few minutes. You know, we'll talk about what do we need to know um, about your blood pressure? What, how do you understand it? What can we change and different things that comes along with it? So, you know, let's talk about blood pressure and just knowing what blood pressure is about. Blood pressure is the pressure that is exerted by circulating the blood from the walls of the blood vessels. When you have the blood flowing through your arteries and going through the blood vessels and different things like that. We're talking in terms of the walls. And if if the condition of it getting too high a condition, which the force of the blood against the artery walls uh, are just a little bit too high, you know, that elevates your blood pressure, things can go a little to the left. Not necessarily be a good thing. Um, So we have to be very careful uh, in terms of of our blood pressure and understanding that we have certain things that can cause this to um, from the arterial pressure in the systemic circulation is that pressure that comes through it, you know, and 
when we're measuring for blood pressure, we usually do it in the arms. Is expressed in terms of the systolic, which is a top number, which is a maximum pressure level that you should be, and the diastolic, which is the minimum pressure, as it is measured in millimeters of mercury. And it's a part of monitoring our heart rate, the oxygen saturation, our body temperature, our respiratory rate. You know, we have to figure out what the vital signs are, and this is taken through the blood pressure can give good indicator of, you know, what's going on internally. You know, it's regulated by um, your endocrine system, your nervous system. And if you have a blood pressure that is low due to a disease, it's called um, hypotension. When the pressure is consistently elevated, that's when it's called hypertension, which is high blood pressure. So both have the same sort of range where you can go from having high or low. And when you have high blood pressure and you find people who have had things in terms of long-term hypertension, and then they're at risk for certain diseases, which can include heart disease and stroke and even kidney failure. So these are things that you really want to to, um, monitor and know these things understand what it means. And for everyone, sometimes your doctor will say, well, the pressure is at this particular point, but that's good, you know. For example, if your blood pressure is about 125 over 95, that would be considered that you have the the first stages of hypertension. So your diastolic number is a little high. So that's where it's saying, okay, it should be below 80. 80 or below, and if it's a higher than that, you're at that first stage of hypertension. Now, everything can be, you know, fixed so that at this point we can say, okay, now we're going to have to do some changes in our lifestyle. And with those changes in your lifestyle, you can start off with <clears throat> having a non infant you know, you're watching the college. You know, minimize the amount of carbs that you take. You should also try to see if you can incorporate some new or introduce new foods if you don't already use olive oil. You know, those are the healthy fats, olive oil, avocado, and almonds. Those are healthy fats, and those are things that we would encourage you to use and to take more of in terms of when you're eating in your diet. Make sure you're having fish like salmon. Uh, you can have salmon, shrimp, flaxseed, because these are things if omega-3, they support the blood pressure. These are all ways to support and help you to maintain healthy levels for your blood pressure. You should avoid sugary drinks. Avoid sugary drinks such as sodas and those sweets, um, fruit juices, the juices that are not 100% fruit juices that are not um, with sugar added, etc. Try to avoid them. And for those of you who like to consume alcohol, when you hear certain reports and studies, they'll tell you, listen, a glass of wine a day is good for you. They promote it for heart health. And so some people are like, oh, you know, but they say wine is good. Just have a glass a day if you have to, but try overall. Less is better, you know. So in terms of monitoring your health, everything that we discuss on the health and wellness show should 
B, as well as any of the health and wellness shows, the doctors, any Dr. Oz, any healthcare professional, any health show on any level discussing whether it's alternative, whether it's traditional, whether it's holistic, please discuss with your primary care physician. You should not take anyone's advice as it should be a personal transformation for yourself. This information that you hear should be discussed with your doctor because they know your health and your wellness. They know your health history and they will be better able to assist you and guide you through the process. Just let them know what you've heard and if this is a good idea for you. Because even though things are good for you, necessarily not good for you because of conditions. If you have any pre-existing health conditions, that's important to understand. Everything that is good out there may not necessarily be the key for you. So, of course, talking about, you know, changing your diets and watching certain things. For some people, if you're a diabetic, you have to watch your sugar intake. And for people who have high blood pressure, one of the things that are uh, um, recommended is like you look your potassium and with potassium, that having a banana is rich with potassium. And for people with diabetes, they're not necessarily able to eat a banana. Some may have to eat a small portion of a banana. So, again, these are examples where potassium is good for you because it helps to support and to help enrich the whole blood pressure experience where it does not elevate or so if you're diabetic now, we have to figure out, okay, is this going to work? What did the doctor say? What else can, what are the alternatives? What are the other choices that I have? Um, we should use magnesium and, and enrich ourselves with vitamin C, which is oranges. And in magnesium, you can get them in the nuts, in the almonds, etc. You can find magnesium through that because these are things that do not um, put an energy strain on your pancreas. And that's important because the pancreas is vital in terms of processing the insulin and you need to make sure that that's working. You know, we should have a great, um, and there's also Hawthorne Berry, grape seed extract. Um, you find ways to incorporate that into your diet. Even McDonald's on the fries, etc. the salt seems to be so excessive. And so sometimes I like to buy lightly salted chips or no salt chips because I have salt in other areas of my food. So there are certain, there has to be a balance. So no one would say no salt, period, because too little salt is not good for you. But too much, of course, too much is certainly no bueno. It is not good. Pabon, not good. It will not work if you have too much salt that can create a problem. So we need to understand there should be a balance with everything and understand that there's salt in almost every other thing that we consume. So adding salt in certain things and taking away, just create the balance. You don't have to go on a strictly no salt meal. We have to make sure in everything we create balances to to make up for that. You know, when we talk about um, making changes to our diets and making sure that there's a balance in watching our carbs, you know, and trying to avoid because we don't want to cause inflammation because inflammation can lead to further complications in our pressure and in other areas of our health. So we're talking about methods to 
to correct that in the ways that we can change, lifestyle changes that we can make to um, reverse any type of pending um, issues with our blood pressure. This is a health and wellness show where we're working to improve on our health and wellness. For those of you who are joining us, welcome. And thank you for those of you who have called in. And if you're on the line, if you have any questions, the callers that are on the line listening live on the Health and Wellness Show, we thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening via iTunes or the radio um, in the chat room, and you want to call in, the number here is 657 This is the Health and Wellness Show. We're working to improve our health and wellness. We're talking about our blood pressure. What's up? How is your blood pressure? Do you know your blood pressure? Do you know when your blood pressure is getting high or if your blood pressure is a little low? Do you recognize symptoms when your head feels a little lightheaded or you just feel like there's too much pressure going on or do you just feel a little different, a little funny, just swelling in the arms and in the fingertips and the toes? You know, how do you know? How do you monitor your body's symptoms and signals that are coming to pressure? is elevated or is it dropped, these are signs you need to get to see your doctor immediately, as soon as possible, or go to the emergency room and seek some sort of medical attention as early as possible. Do not allow your blood pressure to go unattended for a long period of time. Do not think that you can work your way out of it, especially if you're not making the changes to bring your pressure down. And even in those cases, you still need to follow up with the doctor. So we're talking about making changes because we don't want to, you know, for example, there are healthy people whose pressure has been so high they didn't even know it. They were just going to the doctors and the doctor for checkup or for an examination. Oh, we're just not feeling too well, but they weren't too sure. And the doctor says, let me tell you something. If you did not come here today, you could have been dead or you could have had a stroke can have a massive stroke because you're extremely high and we're going to have to make you. We're going to have to monitor you. We have to watch that. There's some people who don't even get to the doctor. They just pass away because it's just something that has gone unchecked and sometimes you tend to self-diagnose. And that's the important thing that you need to recognize. We cannot afford to self-diagnose, especially when it comes to our health and wellness. It's not something where you're looking at your laptop and it's acting up a little funny or your phone or some other sort of gadget that you have. When you're talking about your health and your wellness and you see different symptoms coming along, you need to get it checked as soon as possible. So let's talk about lifestyle changes. What can we do to reverse or to maintain a health and with exercising. And in terms of exercising, we need to detoxify our system. So let's get to sweating. And when we're getting to sweating, that means we can do some sweating. And then we can also try perhaps yoga. We have a hot yoga, which is pretty good. Again, everything should be discussed with your health care practitioner, your doctor, your health team, they should be able to give you the clearance necessary for these types of activities that I am recommended. You cannot just go and do hot yoga or go and have a sauna experience so that you can sweat and detoxify 
if that's something that your doctor would not recommend. You may not have discussed it because you may not have brought up anything. Most times you go to the doctor and you don't say, well, you know, I do high yoga. Oh, I'm going to the sauna maybe this weekend. You, you don't normally say these things. Talk about the basics. You know, you don't really go in depth. And then sometimes you don't remember or you don't think these things are important to discuss, but they are. If you're going to start running or you're going to start exercising, which your doctor always trying to encourage you to do, you still need to kind of like discuss. You don't want to get out there and go for a run and find out that you have other issues that are really life-changing. If you go and run, it may find out a little too late. During the run, you may pass out. You may have a heart attack. You may go into cardiac arrest. We don't want any of those things to happen. So, therefore, it is important for us to take a proactive approach when it comes to our health and wellness by discussing everything with our health care practitioner, our doctor, our physician, whichever term you use, the healthcare team, your nurse, your nurse practitioner, you know, your physician assistant, whoever is the person you recommend, because they have your health history before them. And for those of you who are listening, I am not I'm not taking it for granted that everyone knows their health history. I often say even not knowing your family's health history is important. So therefore, what you need to do is go and have a thorough examination and monitor yourself by following the guidelines for specific screening over the courses of years so that you are able to develop your own health history and then pass it on to your family so that they are aware of where they stand or what things they may be at risk for. So it's very important that whenever we talk about anything, you know your health history because your health and your wellness is a really personal thing. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Everything that we're talking about is what's in generally good for most people, but if you have any pre-existing health conditions, it is important. And I, can ex- I cannot express this enough and reinforce this enough for you to understand that you do not take anything you hear and just apply it without thinking about working out. Now, I go for runs. I run, but I run at a snail's pace, actually maybe a little bit more than a snail's pace because I've been doing it a little bit more consistently. So now I'm picking up to maybe running more on a turtle's pace. But I run. It's my most favorite thing to do. I've always been a runner, and there were times when my pace was much better. And now I'm working my way to picking up the pace and getting better at running. However, when I started out, I didn't go out dashing out running right away. I walked and gradually started to put a little run in it and walk and then put a little bit more run in it and then walk another little bit. And you have to pace yourself. You know, there's a thing in, in the Bible that says the race is not given to the swift, but for those who endure. So that means just pace yourself. You're not on anyone else's level. You're not on anyone else's journey. Each of us has been given an individual choice and an individual task of being here. So therefore, it is our goal and it's our responsibility to ourselves to watch what we do when we do it monitor yourself. You're not a sprinter, then don't go sprinting just because you feel like you want to do it. You have to work your way up to it. And that's just, you know, one of the things. You go for a run, you go for a walk, you go swimming. You know, if you dance, turn on the music and dance. You know, there are certain things. If you like to ride your bicycle, get on the bike and, and go for a ride. You know, 
Of course, take the proper precautions with a helmet, maybe some gloves just in case you're getting down. If you need some knee pads, I mean, I don't go that far, but um, do a little bit walk on the cautious side. Most likely, you know, get geared up, go out for your ride. And, of course, want to talk about meditation. When you do meditation, you're putting your body at rest. And even in meditation, you find that you're supposed to be concentrating and maybe just doing a mantra, which could be own. And just holding that for a while to keep you from being distracted and just keep repeating it because meditation by just sitting and being still for somebody like me takes a lot of practice because I am easily distracted by my mind because my mind's always thinking of things. So it takes a while for my mind to settle. So sometimes guided meditation works best for me. Sitting quietly, doing a mantra doesn't work. But when you're at that state of meditation, it allows you to relax and to be focused and calm. And focus meaning trying to, if you have a mantra, you focus on just repeating that mantra. Thoughts are going to come, but you can let the thoughts come and dismiss them and let them go. Acknowledge them. Let them come and then let them go. They will pass. But then get back to what you're doing. Give it five, ten minutes. If you're not accustomed to do it, you should try to gradually allow yourself to meditate. It really brings your body down to a restful pace. And it's very good. You know, if you want to do some yoga, yoga is excellent for breathing and stretching. When you're breathing and stretching, you're just opening up the oxygen levels, vapor breathing, internal use, just working to improve all the conditions that are inside it so that you're working to just make this body masterful. So you do these things. You practice the meditation. You get your yoga in. And those of you, yoga doesn't have to be in high intense and make your beginner's yoga. You know, find the beginner's yoga program. There's lots of free programs around. Or you can do that by going to your television or YouTube, wherever, and find the beginners and follow along with it and stop it. You don't have to do it. You're not an expert on it. Then just stop and just try to focus on the pose that you're trying to work on. And as you go along, you'll see you have um, mastered the art of yoga. And then you can move on. But it's a good thing. It's, it's recognized as a wonderful method of health, um, meditation, exercise. Another thing that we don't really talk about much is pets. You know, dogs specifically. I mean, cats, anything that keeps you calm. But pets are really good to have when you're talking about your health and your wellness, and they just speak to something. They just are a part of keeping you, you know, um, so much better. But it helps to kind of like help you to relax. You know, if you have a pet that's not a nuisance, then you should be good. But, yeah, try it. Get pets. Do your meditation, your yoga. If you like to go to church, then attend the church services. If you like, put on some gospel music, some hymns some Bible reading, some anything that's positive and uplifting, try that. Try to reflect at the end of the day and get things. That would also be key in helping you to monitor your blood pressure. So we're down to the last 
final seconds of the Health and Wellness Show, and it's been a pleasure. I'm so excited to be able to bring in three shows within less than a week. So until the next time, I am wishing you a wonderful, a healthy, and a happy weekend. And hopefully we'll be on the Health and Wellness Show before the weekend, but don't forget to share the Health and Wellness Show on all your health, all your social media network sites, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tinder, wherever. Be sure to share. Your health and wellness depends on you. Have a fabulous day.